Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Residents of um, George's key area in Dublin becoming increasingly worried about the growing levels of local violence from young teenagers. And Ray McAdam is a counsellor in the local area. He's with us on the line. Ray, what's happening? Uh, good afternoon, Andrew. Thanks for having me on. Uh, I suppose this issue has been simmering now for, the, for, for some time, but in the last week we've had uh, three nights of the last seven. We've seen a situation where we've had increasing uh, numbers of uh, teenagers, young adults involved in gang-related activity. Uh, the situation has been uh, becoming, the seriousness of the situation has been growing and now there's an increasing risk of serious injury. Last uh, Monday night there was a stabbing uh, and then we've had incidents across on Saturday evening and again uh, on Sunday night as well. Uh, and there's an gr- increasing risk uh, to the level of safety of the general public as well. And given in the last week as well, we've seen someone convicted in the courts for a stabbing that took place in the North Docklands last year. Uh, I am concerned that this problem is now just going to spiral uh, and that the increased risk to the safety of the public is going to heighten. But I just want, do want to stress one thing, Andrea. Whilst this, uh, these issues are happening in the inner city, mm. it is not simply just an inner city issue no. where we are seeing gangs coming from Artin, Kulak, Cherry Orchard, Ballyfermot coming in and they're sort of congregating in on Samuel Beckett Bridge, coming over to the North Keys and into the, the Georgia's Dock area. Um, so it's certainly a city-wide issue, but the occur, it seems to be occurring quite a bit in the heart of the inner city and it's something we have to we have to tackle and we have to get sorted out. Yeah, people could be coming from from anywhere travelling into, uh, into the city centre. But in terms of how common this is, like I know you cited some incidents there, Ray, um, is it... Is it? Are we talking like every day, every second day? No. Well, as I said, if you look at the last, if you look at the last seven days, there's been three nights of the last seven days where there has been significant numbers congregating, initially fighting, uh, rolling fights across the Samuel Beckett Bridge and into the CHQ building. Uh, like people I've spoken to believe that the ga- these gangs are just acting with impunity. Uh, the people feel they're being terrorised. Like there are staff who work in the hospitality sector and the tech sector, in, say, in particular in the CHQ building, for example. They are now getting, looking to get out of there early in order to get public transport home. Uh, like this is not the image that we want to have for our city centre. And it ties in as well with another example in, in recent weeks where I spoke to a, a local shopkeeper uh, and one of his staff members, a gun was held to his head. Like that is the situation that we're facing at the moment. And while I appreciate that the Gardaí are upping Operation Citizen mm. and things like that, like we need a full citywide response that in community police in these areas in Coolock, in Cherry Orchard and whatever, so that we're identifying those uh, gang members involved so that we're tackling the issues there so we're not adding to the continuing challenge that we're facing in the city centre. We have enough challenges in the city centre. We don't need to add to it more by this level of congregating of gangs from yeah. the suburbs coming into the city centre. Okay, um, I'd love to hear from people living in the area we're talking about and George's Key area, if it's a problem for you. Um, and, and not even just actually George's Key, like across Dublin, across anywhere around the country today. If this kind of, you know, gang grouping together of young teens, if it's a problem where you are, 1800 453 106 is the number. J- just right on that, like what is the, the feeling among locals there? 
As I said, I think people are feeling there's a level of uh, intimidation. Um, like some residents are saying to me, they just feel a general sense of being ter- feeling terrorised in their own communities. Uh, and like that's not that's not good enough. Like in this day and age, people should not be feeling a sense of terror in their own community, coming out of their door, uh, leaving, having to leave work early uh, in order to avoid this type of behaviour, this type of activity. Like in this day and age, in 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 a capital city like Dublin, uh, this should not be happening. Uh, and I know the city council. Uh, are, are, are leading uh, uh, work at the moment in a project called the Bridge Project mm. that's working with agencies like youth diversion projects, local schools and things like that because what's happening here at night is now trickling down into schools and I'm aware of, and I won't get into the specific details, Andrew, you'll appreciate, but I'm aware of a number of schools where some of these uh, gang members are, 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 go- are attending school, they have been attacked in the playground, they've been attacked on the way to school or coming from coming home from school. So like this is a serious issue. Right. I know what's okay. happening at night in the city centre, but obviously these are issues that are uh, emanating from other parts of the city and we need to make sure okay. that there is a substantial guard response in those areas too. Let me bring in Mark as well. Mark's a, a local resident there in the area. Uh, Mark, do you feel terror where you live? How are you? Andrea? How are um, you? Um, I'm a resident um, I'm a member of the, the North Wall Community Association. I'm also a member of uh, the Duckland Oversight Consultative uh, Forum, um, which replaced the old uh, Duckland Council. Um, like these incidents that Ray referred over the last week or so, and indeed over the last couple of years, are happening in the what's referred to as the Duckland area, you know. Um, and there has been, that Ray is right, that uh, young lad was stabbed last week. Now, luckily enough, he was only stabbed in the arm. It could have been worse. Uh, with another uh, uh, 15-year-old uh, stabbed in the leg on Samuel Beckett Bridge about uh, 14 months ago. He required hospital treatment. Um, I mean, at a local level, and what Ray is saying about the businesses, especially in the Georgia Stock area, they are, they are afraid. Um, because literally on a nightly basis now they don't know what they're going to come mm. against you know yeah and, and, and that's an interesting point and like, like I suppose Ray the, the the texts that we're getting in from people already on this like, what is the policing or the security situation there? Well we have a situation where Operation Citizenism has been in place now like I'm on record Andrea saying directly to the guards uh, and to, to colleagues um, that Operation Citizen while it started off very effectively it does seem to have weighed across the summer and into the, 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 the into the autumn mm. months. Uh, and I know that Minister McEntee was in Store Street last night meeting uh, senior guard management to make sure that uh, Operation Citizen uh, is revitalised. Yeah. Well, she did. She, she, so she, she did say that she would. Uh, you know that it, it yeah, would be reenacted. And, and she was in and she was in Store Street Guard Station last night meeting senior officers mm. and senior management to make sure this is happening on the street. But also, like, she was in the north inner city along with Minister Pascal Donoghue uh, uh, 10 days ago, meeting businesses as well and hearing firsthand the impact they're having. Uh, this sort of behaviour is having on them and their business and on their staff. And this is where we think that the likes of Operation Spire, the sort of the in-the-face policing that we had in the city centre six or seven years ago, that type of initiative needs to come back. It may not be the type of policing we all want to see. But, but remind but us what that is again. Moment, is that public order? It's in... 
Yeah, it was public order. It was a very strong, it was what was referred to by the chief super at the time, nearly nearly oppressive policing. Yeah. Where you had see, people don't, people don't like that. Everyone wants to jump up and down, Ray, though, and call for more resources. But the minute you actually rolled the public order unit, you know, up and down, out in the street, they wear a slightly different kind of uniform. People go up in arms about it. But at the same time, Andrea, when, we, when this was happening, there was a significantly less guards available to us but they were more visible on the street. Mm. And the initiative, okay. and this was a huge investment in community policing, but visible on the ground policing yeah, as well. Yeah. Oh, no, listen, I mean, my own view is that absolutely, that's the answer. You just put the public, put the public order unit out on the street, around the areas we're talking about, day and night, until you resolve it. That's my own view on it for, for what it's worth. But Mark, like, do you feel intimidated and terrorised in your area? Um. I don't personally feel intimidated or terrorised. Um, I mean, like we're we're down here a long time. We're based down here a long time. One of the one of the problems we have in this location, Andrea, and it's it's something that's been going on for a long, long time, and it's actually still going on. Like the problems were in the general area. Like George's Dock is in the ISSC. Sheriff Street sits right beside the ISSC. Okay, and. The part of the problems we're looking at down here in relation to the antisocial and indeed some of this activity in George's talking, as far as we're concerned, stems from one thing. The failure of the Dublin Dockland Development Authority to implement in 1997 and up until today, the Dockland Master Plan. Like, you will have known the area on both sides of the case. Just on the point, Mark, I I just want to get a sense, though, like from local residents. And look, that number is 53106. I mean, when you chat to people that live beside you, your neighbours, what do they say about this kind of violence that's that's going on? Like, the the ray is outlined for us. Are they worried about it? Well, there will be some people that will say they're worried about it. But there will be a lot of people saying, well, it's just part of the norm. They're used to it. You know, and this is this is this is what I'm kind of trying to say to you. Like Sheriff Street is in the whole Duckland area and should have been part of the whole okay. regeneration. Should be all part but of it. Not, yeah. It okay. Let's let's bring in Alan you? Alan Robinson as well. Alan's from the uh, the Dublin Docklands Business Forum. Um, Alan, what sort of issues have you noticed in the locality? Well, there's large uh, anti-social welfare, uh, anti-social uh, behaviour issues in the area, and they're growing and have been doing that over the past couple of years. Um, Employees in the area uh, feel unsafe and intimidated. We carried out a survey uh, two months ago asking uh, businesses uh, whether they had uh, experience with antisocial behaviour and over 90% of our respondents had experience with antisocial behaviour. Now, the most, the, the most prevalent one uh, is litter, uh, which might be a small ball, but it quickly moves up to worse than that. Graffiti is the second, and then um, drug dealing in public uh, is surprisingly the third. And abusive and intimidating behaviour is the fourth most frequently experienced. And this is something that employees going to work um, in the morning or coming home from work, particularly in a dark evening, are experiencing. If you're walking down to John Rogerson's Key and there's a group of kids fighting with stones and sticks, um, it's not the ideal uh, experience to have uh, when you're heading home after uh, a hard day's work. Um, we see listed mm. buildings, for instance, in Dockland, some of the city's industrial heritage riddled with graffiti. One of the Scherzer bridges off of the CHQ building, which is now a museum and a tourist attraction, has over 100 graffiti tags on it. Um, so the place really has deteriorated dreadfully and a lot of work has to be done to turn things around by the authorities, particularly Dublin City Council and the Gardaí, and uh, in the Dáil as well, because I think we do need new legislation 
stage are we talking about here, Alan? We're talking about anything from 10 upwards. And the problem is now the legislation, and understandably so, for good reasons, uh, very strong protections for children mm. uh, under the age of 18 was put into place. And that's totally fair enough. But there was an unintended consequence to that. And that is when you have teenage uh, boys, and unfortunately girls now as well, um, behaving very aggressively time and time again. They've been warned by the guards time and time again. They're all known to the guards. And they have no intention uh, of changing their behaviour. So what's the solution? Like, what sort of change to the legislation then do you want to see, Alan? I don't know. I think it's for the legislators now and the minister. And I think the Gardaí uh, have to be honest about the problems that they're confronting. And they're reluctant uh, to deal uh, with uh, people under the age of 18. But I I, I would know, Alan, and I I don't know, Ray, if you have a view on this, but like, I would know from talking to to people, you know, talking to guards who will say to you, the problem with with picking up 15 and 16 and 17 year olds is that, you know, many of them will have a litany of kind of rap on the knuckle sort of um, incidents before where they've been involved in stuff like this. Nothing happens. I mean, just nothing happens. Nothing is happening. And just if I could jump in before Ray has his chance again, just very briefly, we've witnessed uh, guards uh, with uh, kids climbing on top of the Dublin City Council uh, office there on uh, Custom House Quay or the Waterways on a Visitor Centre, jumping up and down, vandalising the buildings and jumping into the basin of the River Liffey. And uh, community guards coming along and literally being unable to mm. do anything about it. Guess, we had the yeah. genie Johnson have to close down because the kids were jumping off the masks and they were dangerous to the families, the parents and children that were visiting us. And the guards were unable to do anything about it. Is that the solution, Ray, to all of this? Change the legislation that you can have more kind of, you know, punitive impact, basically, for young people involved in this well, kind I of behaviour? I, I, would, I would say, Andrea, like that, that the legislation is always... Is always part of a solution but I also think if you look at the project the the work that's been done by the city council and the schools and the community safety partnership and the Gardaí at the moment uh, the the bridge project I think that has the potential as well uh, to work here and really sort of you're working at the the lowest level down into the schools in fact in in employing with the teachers uh, the youth diversion youth diversion projects like I think that can be a significant help but if we see that that in addition then to a stronger guard of presence isn't working, then obviously uh, primary legislation will then have to be looked at. But I think there are a number of things that are happening at the moment uh, that can work uh, and can have an impact. Uh, and like I think if you look at what we're doing with the, uh, the local community safety partnership in the north inner city, that is certainly having a, a, an impact on the ground. We just need to, um, it was affected, impacted obviously by, by, like a lot of things by COVID, but I think its impact on the ground is starting to uh, improve okay. and, and have an impact. The other thing I just st- uh, stress as well, I was at a meeting last night and it was reiterated to me that the, the biggest concern that people have in the, inner, in the city centre at the moment is particularly the, the public safety for women. Uh, and again, Alan talked about the fact that young, young girls were involved in this antisocial behaviour as well that's really feeling coming back in terms of the response I'm hearing on the doors, not just across the Docklands, but also across the city centre that I represent in the north inner city. Mm. There is a feeling that women don't particularly feel safe in the city centre, in O'Connell Street, and that also involves then a Garda response, but equally a city council response to ensure that the public realm, the public domain, safe, 
if people feel as though they're in a safe, secure area, yeah. that automatically no, I sort totally of agree with us. go back and relax. So they, we do need to make sure that the public realm is a, is a quality presence environment for people to come in and enjoy and experience as well. Mark, just finally, I have a text in here from a listener who just makes the point that I, I'm a local in the area. I'm an elderly person. I notice this type of violence every single day. People are increasingly worried about what's happening and yet I'm too afraid to actually contact the show and to speak on air today. Um, there's a lot of people very, very afraid and a lot of people very scared in the evenings to leave their properties and to leave their homes. Like, is that a common sentence, a common, you know, sentiment that you hear? I'm not surprised by that. But what I want to say to you is this, and I've listened to Ray, you know, and he's made some very good points, and Alan as well. I'm going to give you the position, the imbalance at the moment, okay? As I said to you, Sheriff Street, for all the bad name that it has, sits right beside George's stock in the IFSC, okay? We have a situation on the ground in Sheriff Street, literally 600 yards away from George's stock, where we have a severe deficit of the early years delivery, right? Mm. We've no crash for the two and three-year-olds. Our preparatory year space was taken up in the new school by the influx of the Ukrainian refugees that we took in, and gladly so, and we do again. We have a building sitting on Sheriff Street, Andrea, right? The CTC building. It's vacant the last two and a half years. Ray got an official figure last about four weeks ago of 3.7 million to make it functionable again, right? So that we can get the crash reinstated into it and get the prep year reinstated. Is that really right? the solution listen, though, Mark, listen, and, Mark and all of this? So, you know? at, the same, at the same time, at the same time as I'm raising this issue of the, uh, you know, of this deficit at the Dockland Committee, I'm being told that the most important thing now to get across the line is the 30 million plus euro open air swimming pool that's been proposed for Georgia Stock. So in Georgia Stock, they're looking to build a 30 million euro plus open air swimming pool that's mm-hmm. going to replace the white water okay. So your, your point basically, Mark, is then that the, the money the and the resources could be, could, be, could be better allocated. No, look, I, I take your point. Uh, Mark, listen, thanks a million for getting in touch with us. Mark's a local resident there in George's Quay. Uh, Councillor Ray McAdam, uh, Alan Robinson too from the Dublin Docklands Business Forum. Um, 53106 is the number. Another text in here too from a listener. Like, it's just, it's absolutely shocking. It, this problem is not going away. We need more to be done without any further delay before there is a serious serious injury in the locality wherever you are living in the country um, do you live in terror like are you listening to Ray McAdam there today and Mark and is this picture that's been painted a reflection of your local area Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan brought to you by Avant Money weekdays at midday on News Talk.